Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gessert. And so we have an event that's happened recently on campus that we wanted to talk about today. So on last Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some hateful slurs, homophobic slurs, were painted, spray-painted on a couple of sororities and fraternities on campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was two frat houses and one sorority house. Mm-hmm. And it was... It had been spreading around social media that it had been done by the pledges at Kappa Sigma Fraternity on campus, which has since been confirmed by the um, Interfraternity. It's the Interfraternity Council at um, ISU, so I believe that they just cover the frats here, Mm -hmm. Um, but basically like they're higher up, like who's in charge of all the frats, I guess. Yeah. it's like you could call it. Yeah, like a general counselor, like kind of like... Yeah. I imagine this has, like, a representative from each frat or some, something along those lines. I would assume so. I can't say for sure, but... But anyways, they've, anyways. they've since released a, an official apology from the Interfraternity Council. Um, I'm just directed towards members of the LGBTQ community and anyone else, like, personally affected by it. Um, let me read some I specifically... So, as the Interfraternity Executive Board, we apologize for the actions committed by this member of our chapter. The acts committed by this chapter do not align with our values, and we are profoundly apologetic. We do not condone, condone behaviors of this chapter. The Interfraternity Council will not only take judicial actions against Kappa Sigma, but we will also work alongside the university and the authorities to address the roots, root causes of this acts. We will do a comprehension comprehensive education program for Kappa Sigma. We will recommend a formal outline of sanctions again to the student conduct and community responsibilities as we wait for them to complete their investigation. Acts of hateful speech can can cause undue harm to individuals. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then it lists the number for the student counseling services um, for anyone affected. So it's just like, I don't know, to me, it felt just kind of like a general statement. Yeah, I agree. It's just, it. I don't know, it just seems so formal, mm-hmm. which we can get into a little bit more later, that um, Pride, the obviously LGBTQ student organization on campus, also released a statement in, in response to their statement and just the actions that happened in general on campus. But they, they kind of said the same thing, that like, you know. Yeah, so there, the Pride Exec Board released a statement saying, We at Pride unilaterally condemn the recent use of slurs as vandalism on several Greek houses by other fraternities as part of a hazing ritual. All too often in the history of marginalized groups, slurs have been utilized as a tool to demean, diminish, and dehumanize. Words often spur action in allowing this kind of language directed towards those under the LGBTQIA umbrella to continue can incite violent measures against our community. Um, we call on the Interfraternity Council to take sufficient disciplinary action and to go through with their plan to not only deal with this incident, but to take measures to prevent it from happening again. We encourage the IFC to work with the university, authorities, the student body, and affected communities to address the multitude of issues within Greek life and to go past written apologies and words. Apologies meant to put a patch over a problem will not fix it. Only taking the initiative to go after the root cause can do so. Yeah, and I really think that there message had a lot more like it was way more profound than ifc's oh yeah in my opinion and one thing too that they bring up is like as part of a hazing ritual which i can't confirm that that i don't know if that was confirmed but 
that does kind of lead into another topic of like hazing because I remember um, this was a few months ago there was a boy at another university who was severely like um, injured like for life I'll try to pull it up um, from hazing yeah and there's just been so many stories that have circulated for decades even just about hazing in general at both fraternities and sororities, but I think we can kind of come to the general consensus that it has been worse at fraternities. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't exactly speak. Obviously, I'm not in Greek life, and I'm swarm, sure I would be swarmed to secrecy if I was that, to not say anything about this, but like like you said, we can't confirm that this was an act of hazing. Mm-hmm. That's what Pride seems to think it was, and honestly, kind of, it would make sense in my mind mm-hmm. that that might have been what happened. Yeah. I mean, I'm in Greek life, but my experience, I never was subjected to hazing. There was no hazing in my sorority, like, literally ever. There was not even talk of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, obviously, I do think that fraternities are much different. Yeah. I can't speak from experience, as I've never been in one, but I will say that I feel like there are more, like, discussions about fraternity hazing more so than sorority hazing. And so the um, what I was talking about a little bit earlier was actually there was a student from University of Missouri, so that's Mizzou, who nearly died. Um, he was found in cardiac <coughs> arrest um, with alcohol poisoning. And this was last year. So it was last October. And he was in Phi Gamma Delta at Mizzou. Yeah, and there's just another, like, all you have to do is search up fraternity hazing on Google, and you just get so many results. Mm -hmm. So that kind of indicates that it is, you know, Mm -hmm. a problem. Yeah. Like here, eight hours ago, West Virginia University fraternity cleared of hazing, but then right next to it, hazing victim, family receives nearly $1 million in a settlement from a Virginia school. I'm going to pull that one up just to make sure it's not talking about the same West Virginia one. Yeah, this one is from... Um, Mizzou, and there's a quote. Um, so it says, his mother said doctors told him he'll need care for life. And then the quote is, this is from his mother. He's still not talking or walking. He's in a wheelchair. He lost his vision, but he hears us and he knows we're there. And um, just for context, this is from Good Morning America. Yeah, so the one I just talked about where somebody died from when it's after attending a fraternity party um, what they were from Virginia Commonwealth University. Okay. So these are th- again three separate incidents. All mm-hmm. of what when it happens when you just Google hazing at fraternities. Mm-hmm. And like in this article from Mizzou, it says the University of Missouri has since revoked the fraternity's charter and proposed sanctions against thirteen of its members. And prosecutors have charged one fraternity member with two misdemeanors for supplying alcohol to a minor. In my opinion, in this situation, like. I don't think that it's just one fraternity member that he got two misdemeanors. Like, this kid nearly died. Oh, yeah. Like, this kid can never walk again. He can't see. Like, that's, like, giving them sanctions and misdemeanors, like, I just don't think that that's enough. Yeah, and, like, just in general with, like, the toxic behaviors that we see with fraternities, it's just, I don't... Like, I understand that there is a legacy aspect to it, and it can really genuinely be something that people enjoy. Like mm-hmm. yourself, you've had a good experience with Greek life. Right. And I know so many other people on campus who have also had a good experience with Greek life. Mm-hmm. But 
Well, when it comes to this kind of behavior, we obviously are seeing a pattern. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, suspending the universities um, or suspending the fraternity for like a year or like, you know, just like defunding them for like a year or two, you know, mm-hmm. like that's obviously not going to do anything. No. Yeah. Like it's it's just a temporary. So it's like like in pro- what Pride said it during their um, statement. It puts Band-Aid on like a gunshot, you know, mm-hmm. like right. it's, it's just it's going to temporarily help things, but never, like, officially no, yeah. long-term solutions. Right. Like, I, they said something in their statement about, like, the root cause. And, like, that's, like, I think the main issue. But honestly, like, I do think that, like, there is, like, you have to take into account, like, the individuals. Oh, yeah. Because, like, if you're in a frat or something and, like, someone tells you to do something, it's kind of like that saying, like, if your friend jumps off a bridge, like, are you just going to follow them? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot, like, a big issue, too, is, like, people will partake in things just because they think it'll make them cool or, like, yeah. because their friends are doing it. Mm-hmm. Which, like, you shouldn't join an organization, like, be it <coughs> Greek Life or an RSO, that makes you do things that go against what you believe in. Mm-hmm. It's just... I. Like you said, it's a lot to do with education, Mm -hmm. but a part of that education should be recognizing red flags in people and recognizing red flag behavior in general. Mm -hmm. It's like, like you said, if somebody's telling you to do something stupid or to do something that you're not uncomfortable with in any way, shape, or form, like, that should be a red flag that you don't want to be a part of this, Mm -hmm. even if you do think it makes you look cool. Mm -hmm. Like, comfort should always come first for yourself and for those around you. Yeah. It's just, oh yeah, so just kind of in general, I think it's also important to make sure that, you know, like we have some extreme cases that we're talking about. Somebody was paralyzed, somebody Mm -hmm. lost their eyesight, somebody died, Mm -hmm. you know, those are all very extreme cases and those we do hear about in the news Mm -hmm. because of the extremeness of their cases and stuff like that, but not to say that pain... Spray painting homophobic slurs on the side of a building isn't serious. It is. It's very serious, and it affects a lot of people mm-hmm. in more ways than people you can physically tell from their reactions, you know? Yeah. It's very much more of, like, a mental <clears throat> effect. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody were to experience racism on campus, they're not, like, I hope not physically in pain or anything like that. Like, you can't outwardly tell how they're affected by it. Right. It's more of a mental thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I think of... Um, like, we do think of, like, those extreme cases first and foremost when we think about hazing, but that doesn't mean that we should look past, mm-hmm. like, using slurs or, like, just, like, more so bullying tactics yeah. by fraternities or just Greek life in general. It's definitely not an excusable behavior. Mm-hmm. and Or it's not ex- excusable behavior. And, like, it obviously needs to be prevented and take those steps that Pride was mentioning about educating people about why it's bad and why it's harmful. And if you can't keep those opinions or Mm -hmm. negative thoughts and hurtful words to yourself, then you should not be a part of this fraternity and the fraternity should not be supporting you as a person. It's just, like, it's all about image, I feel like, in a lot of this part. is like, you know, like we said, the fraternity will be suspended for a year and so that they're so that people will forget about what happened so then they can reopen themselves back up and recruit more people again and everything will be fine yeah everything will be fine for two years until something new happens exactly like i'm 
we can cut this part out if I forget that this is wrong, but wasn't um, <clears throat> Fiji suspended on campus? Are they still suspended? I believe that they um, are, I believe that like this semester, I n- believe they are not suspended anymore, but I do know that another fraternity has their house that they originally had. I can't, I don't know totally for sure, but I know that they were suspended. Um, I don't really know why, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it was anything like this. Yeah. Um, like whenever somebody gets suspended, it's always just like, oh, they got suspended. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a slap on the wrist, you mm-hmm. know? There's like, again, there's never any permanent fix that, again, recognizing red flag behavior. And this doesn't just go for, you know, the already included fraternity members pressuring you to do, pressuring you to do something that you're not comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. It's when fraternities recruit people, they can also recognize red flag behavior mm-hmm. of people who are trying to use fraternity resources for ill intentions. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, like, I do, like... I think that a lot of it has to do with, like, individual people and, like, also, like, kind of, like, the bystander effect, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you are in a frat or a sorority and, like, you see your friend doing something that you know they shouldn't be doing, like, you need to speak up. Yeah. I just, like, that's just generally the, the what is the word? Gen- the mindset that everybody should have on campus, but especially yeah. fraternities and sororities mm-hmm. because they saw, are such, like, a... A social group Mm -hmm. and someone who gets a lot of that spotlight attention Uh, like obviously fraternities have parties and they recruit girls to come to their parties you know Mm -hmm. or sororities throw events and they want people to attend their events to fundraise Mm -hmm. or to come out for a good cause you know right stuff like that it's just you know again recognizing red flag behavior and then like also making sure that like what you're doing for whatever purpose it is that it has you know it's inclusive Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make anyone feel uncomfortable. Like if, I don't know, this is not a specific example that I'm referring to, but like say somebody was throwing a party and it was like themed something that was culturally insensitive, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's obviously something that's not inclusive. Right. And so people should be taking the steps to work against that. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, from obviously what we've been hearing this in general, not just fraternities on, at ISU, but like just fraternity life in general, Greek life in general, tends to have the ability to enable toxic behaviors, mm-hmm. as we've seen. Like, it's sad that for me to think that, like, you know, hearing about a date rape that happened at a fraternity party or homophobic slurs that were painted because of fraternity pledges or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, as terrible as those events were, they're unfortunately not very uncommon. Yeah, that's, like, the big thing. Like, they just aren't common anymore. I mean, they they are common. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, like, we've... I feel like we hear about them so often that we're desensitized to it. You're literally reading my mind. (laughs) And then, like we said, the fraternity doesn't get a sufficient punish. Mm -hmm. Like, you know that phrase, uh, boys will be boys? Yeah. I feel like that's how school administrations tend to feel about fraternities. Yeah, I could could agree with that. Because I don't even... It's not, like, not even just ISU... Because, like, I can't really recall, like, something like this happening, like, recently. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like this happens with other universities. Like, something big will happen, then it's a big deal for a month or two. And then... Yeah, exactly. It, no one talks about it until the next time it happens. Mm-hmm. 
like I'll bring up an example that caught a lot of attention last year was um, a girl was raped at a fraternity mm-hmm. at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And that sparked huge oh, social yeah. media fire mm-hmm. because it blew up on TikTok. Yeah. I haven't heard about anything since, Mm-mm. you know? No, yeah. Obviously, like, it's... What happened to that girl is obviously her choice if she wants to press charges or anything with it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. The backlash and the media support should be enough to shut down that fraternity, in my opinion. Yeah. Aside from the acts alone that mm-hmm. are terrible and despicable. But, like, you know, if you're not going to like shut these things down because of just the acts itself mm-hmm. i feel like you know the image the name should like be enough for it yeah and i feel like um if the homophobic slurs at isu had gotten more attention maybe the punishment against campus they haven't released so i'll we'll preface it with that first is they have not specified exactly what they're doing um against Kappa Sigma in response to what happened last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I've heard, personally, I've heard allegations that they've just kicked out the entire the entire pledge class. I, that could be wrong. That's yeah. what I've heard. I haven't, I haven't heard anything, like, confirmed. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard people saying, like, oh, they should just kick the pledges out. Yeah. But not, that was just, like, that's nothing of substance. But. Yeah. Just, just rumors. <clears throat> but, um, like... The only thing that IFC has is, like, we will create a comprehensive education program and recommend a formal outline of sanctions. Yeah, and, like... That's not very specific. Yeah. Like, I think if they want to do anything of substance, like you're saying, they need to talk to Pride at Mm -hmm. ISU. They need to talk to Queer Coalition. They need to talk to the student government. Yeah. Like, all these bodies to, like, give input on... Here's how what you did was harmful. Yeah. And here's th- how you need to go about it moving forward. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Because, like, I think, like, hearing that is actually going to make them, like, think about it and think that, like, what you did when you probably thought was going to be, like, what? Like, I'm doing this with air quotes, like, funny for you and your friends. Like, that hurts people's feelings. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, like, it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. Like, it looks, it makes, it just makes you look bad. Like, even if you thought it was, like, cool, it's not. Yeah, I do think that there, that is a problem in general with our generation, at least, of, like, simply using swear words and stuff like that Mm -hmm. in an effort to fit in and look cool. Yeah. But, like, I, like, swear words, like, just, like, you know, your generic swear words are, Mm -hmm. like, a different story, but, like, those are, what the, what they spray painted on those buildings were slurs. Yeah. Like, Let's call it what it is. Those were slurs. No, they were. Those were harmful Mm -hmm. words that they painted on those buildings. And also, it's like, those, the organizations that they spray painted on, like, they didn't do anything. Yeah, like, they're... It was, like, so pointless. Yeah, it was stupid. Right. Plain and simple. Right. And it, but, like, at the same time, like, simply using the word stupid, like, I feel like, also, like, diminishes the situation mm-hmm. and I feel like that's also been a lot of the language just at ISU that's been going on about it it'd be like oh that's that's fraternities for you oh that's that's boys for you and it's just it's so frustrating yeah because like that's just not how it should be like I feel like the whole boys will be boys I feel like in recent years people have gotten the message that like no like yeah. that's not a justification so mm-hmm. like yeah it's like that phrase applies or should not apply beyond sexual assault or mm-hmm. 
any other like gender-based violence Mm -hmm. like that phrase is just harmful in and of itself but it needs to extend to um slurs using bad language like that and just Mm -hmm. disruptive behaviors harmful behaviors that hurt people and make people uncomfortable and feel like they're not welcome on campus yeah so yeah just in general we hope to see more coming from ifc moving forward Mm -hmm. like i like it I mentioned earlier, I really hope that they will work with Pride and the Queer Coalition at ISU. I think that's a really good idea. Like, I think that's probably one of the best ideas, like, they could do. ISC, hit me up, please. I will gladly help you with this, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, for real. Like, it needs to be taken seriously. Yeah, and I think that, like, the people who were involved in it, just, like, they need to, like, hear it from another perspective that, like, what, like, happened, like did hurt people like Mm -hmm. maybe not physically on the outside but like it's just like the like you can't do that yeah and that's another thing like if they have gotten kicked the the people who did were responsible for what happened got kicked out already they need to bring them back for the training Mm -hmm. and include them with it right yeah like getting kicked out shouldn't be like that shouldn't be like the punishment and then it's like done yeah because like you know like, we were talking about this a little bit off camera, but you know a couple of guys from Kappa Sig, and like you were saying, you mm-hmm. they would never do something like that. Yeah, like I have friends from home who, they aren't in it anymore, but they were. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, the people that I know that were my friends would have never done that, and mm-hmm. I know that, like, they would not have, like, laughed along with that. Yeah. So it's just, like, the people, if... The people currently in Kappa Sigma, Sigma, sorry, um, if the people currently in the fraternity are the ones who were not involved with it and they're getting re-educated, like, it's pointless mm-hmm. because they already know it was bad. They already know it was wrong. Mm-hmm. It was the, It's the people who did the thing thinking that it would be funny or mm-hmm. thinking that it would be whatever. Mm-hmm. If they're not being the ones, if they're not the ones who are getting re-educated and learning about why this stuff is impactful and mm-hmm. hurtful, then, like, it's... The training's pointless, pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just some lovely topics to talk about here at ISU yeah. this week. All right, but that's going to conclude today's episode of Tea Time. Once again, I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gesser. Thanks for listening. <laughs>